All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me everywhere at nonsense underscore Steve. I am joined this week by the unbeatable tag team, tag team champions of the world, of Jason Draven and Jack Cavanaugh. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? We're here, man. Ready to go. Ready for another big week in the land of important nonsense. That's that's too much enthusiasm. We can't help I it, mean, man. Just, I just want to play it back a little bit. My goodness. Boy. The uh, Neil's still on hiatus temporarily, so he will be back shortly. Uh, in the meantime, I appreciate you gentlemen joining me tonight. Our uh, lead story, of course, the trade deadline with so much activity. So much room for activities. All those hot rumors that definitely paid off. Yeah, where did Bell go? Disappointed. Uh, All Jersey getting shipped out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was ugh, ugly. And the Anderson. only thing that actually happened was Kenyon Drake finally getting traded after what roughly six months of that being a rumor, and he went to like the least advantageous place possible. Could I mean, it be any worse? Is anybody interested in that at all, even remotely? I think it's basically a four-week tryout for Drake, so no. Wow, you give him four weeks. I give it maybe two, depending on how well Johnson. It sounds like uh, Edmonds is going to be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, but you know Johnson. That's Johnson's backfield. It's once he's back, it's not going. He'll take a rest, and Drake will come in. (laughs) It's just weird because they gave up a pick, and there's zero percent chance that he signs there in the off season. Oh yeah. So what? So what is? What was the point of it? They're not going anywhere this year. I just was that like a sixth round pick? Was that really the best offer Miami got? I could believe it. Kenyon Drake's bad. Well, we don't know it's Kenyon Drake. That line's pretty atrocious. Granted, Walton is doing stuff behind it, and so is he's also I've not getting a lot of upgrade in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's not, not like great. he's going to start finding finding holes in Arizona. You know, Kenyon Drake is still going to be running into walls. Yeah, I mentioned this the other day when it happened. If anybody wants to give you a hard roll with ketchup on it, take it for Kenyon Drake. Just, and just get rid of it. If they somehow think this is an upgrade to Kenyon Drake's value, I'm selling him for anything and everything I can get my hands on. Well, maybe they'll use him as a wide receiver. That would help, right? Add, add somebody right there besides Johnson. Just put them both out wide. Would it? Would it really help? I mean, he would get targets. Can he actually catch them? I mean, he caught some. That's all. It it can't be a downgrade (laughs) from anybody. (laughs) Great. All right. Well, well, you know, the worst case scenario is he's Zay Jones. So there you go. Any chance I get to take a shot at Zay Jones, I'll just jump right on that. For no reason. I'll just bring it up out of nowhere. I'm fine with that. Well, Zach Zanner needed a backup anyway, so that's how it goes. There it is. That's it right there. Zach Zanner. Uh, Zach Zanner doing the NFL World Tour this season. He's uh, he's destined to hit every stadium at this point. You, you think he'll reach his goal? Make it to every stadium in the league? I think he will at some point, but he's going to stop in Detroit a couple more times along the way. He's got, <laughs> got at least four more stints with Detroit in the next two years. Uh, they still got to re-sign C.J. Anderson for me. I still got to make that nightmare come true. So I'm going to get on the phone 
right after this. Make sure the agent is at least calling and asking. You heard it here. Put it on your bench. I know it looks like it's the Traw Carson show. Yeah, what, what was up with that? That was ugh, my goodness. I was that was the guy I said had the least value too. So that's exactly why he went off. There you go. That that is your answer right there, ladies and gentlemen. You should have known right then and there that that was going to happen. But yeah, Ty Johnson, you could see that nightmare coming a mile away. Had so much hope. It was brutal. That was well. Nobody brutal. was really good in that backfield. Let's just be honest there. Ty Johnson did have more snaps than Traw. He less carries, but more snaps. So that's that's something. I mean, yeah, I that's guess. all you can really hope for. He was out there. They just still never utilized him at all. Silver linings. Silver linings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Snaps you are climbing up your fab dollars paying all off about- for you right there. You got more snaps. So if you play in a point per snap league, you crushed it. Let's move on to news. Uh, Bye weeks this week. Falcons, Bengals, Rams, Saints. So make sure you you get all your Bengals out of your starting lineup. That's all your wide receivers. Put them back on the bench and uh, just go ahead and bench those guys. You'll be fine. Uh, QB, tight end, kicker. Flacco out five to six weeks looking for a second opinion. Uh, The first opinion, I believe, was from... Vic Fangio. Uh, second <laughs> no opinion there. was John Elway. So he's looking at, I think, third opinion now, which would be a real doctor. And we'll see what that doctor says. First opinion was, Joe, you can't say that. <laughs> so it was really the reporter a, the, in the crowd. <laughs> the internet <laughs> was the first opinion. Yeah. Like, hey, is there something wrong with Flacco's neck? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Five to six weeks. Uh, also, the best tweet I saw all day yesterday was the Bengals-Dolphins game, and it was just a picture of two tanks going right at each other because it is full-on tank mode in Cincinnati as the Bengals have benched Andy Dalton for rookie Ryan Finley. How does this affect your Bengals stock going forward, Jack? I'll ask Jack since we don't want Jason's opinion on this topic. Cincinnati's horrible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what did I just you- say? <laughs> did I just say I want Jason's opinion again? No. The world knows your take at this point. So that's why I'm asking Jack. Jack. Uh, so Joe Mixon probably goes from bad to worse. The O-line gets worse, and now defenses are going to be keying on Mixon even more than they already have been. The good news is Ryan Finley is one of the better play-action quarterbacks coming out of the draft. So that's an, another sliver of victory right there. So they're... A little bit of hope, maybe something for uh, Tyler Boyd, maybe something for Auden Tate, but yeah, no, it is a dumpster fire. And the fact they didn't trade anyone, they didn't get rid of A.J. Green, they didn't get rid of uh, Tyler Eifert was just ridiculous. Yeah, I think this probably helps Eifert's value, right? Keeps him right in that stream territory over these next couple bye weeks. Obviously not this week with them on the bye, but 10, 11, 12, especially during that bipocalypse. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, he has to score at some point, right? Like, he's getting trotted out there. They're targeting him in the red zone a little bit. So, you know, he's probably going to be worth it at some point. But uh, it's just gross. Well, I mean, it's not like they're not going to throw it at all. He's going to throw it to somebody. And in cases like this, the check down to the tight end is always the safest bet. Well, absolutely. It's just you don't feel good about it. It's just gross. 
Well, of course you don't, but it's a dart throw <laughs> tight end at this point. How can you? Fi- I'm not saying you feel good about it. I'm saying as a streaming option when you're bye week desperate, like next week when there's six teams on the bye, I feel like you could do worse than Tyler Eifert. You definitely could. I'm just obliged to shudder every time I talk about Tyler Eifert. Fair. That's fair. Uh, OJ Howard, speaking of bad tight ends. Uh, remain sideline at practice today, and they just refuse to throw it to any tight end in general in Tampa Bay. But as a Mike Evans owner, I'm all right with it. Uh, I, I co-sign it. Thank you, Bruce Arians. Continue to run that same offense you've run for 50 years. Uh, Chris Herndon limited at practice. Uh, could we possibly see the return of Chris Herndon finally? Does it matter? I yeah, mean, they are playing. They are playing the Dolphins, does. so it does. It does definitely does matter. But no, that's just a jab at the Jets. I no. get that it's easy to take pot shots at the Jets. All right, there's there's no debating how easy it is to take shots at the Jets. But let's not forget, Ryan Griffin was just tight end one this past week. All right, I also, and I also was so, a big Chris Herndon truther in the off season too. So no, I am excited about it. Yeah, Chris Herndon is a guy that I just got off of a couple of fab waivers today for a dollar because people are done with it. So I will gladly stash that when tight end has been so atrocious all season. I'm I'm certainly willing to take the shot on it. Oh, absolutely. It's just a matter of if, if he finally gets on the field. But no, I do I do like Herndon quite a bit. It's just uh, that Jets offense. They need, they need to get together at some point, but thankfully it's the Dolphins. So if it's going to happen, it's now, right? I mean, you would think, right? And now we're going to do something that we love to do on this show. We're going to talk kickers. Kickers. Uh, Falcons signed Young-Hui Koo because they cut Matt Bryant finally. I'm Uh, I'm pretty shocked. (laughs) It it took long enough. Like, that that was atrocious. He was horrible all season. And they went out and got Young-Hui Koo... Who's arguably worse. So this will just blow up in their face so dramatically. I would like to disagree as someone who played AAF fantasy. I think that coup is actually (laughs) a pretty dominant young way coup. Yeah, uh yeah. AAF legend young tearing up the AAF. Pour one out. Man, he's Uh, coming from the Chargers, and he ruined it. So I I just can't. For what? Four weeks. Wasn't yes, it like four and he didn't hit a single one to win. Yes, he missed three, no, four, four game-winning field goals. Like, what the heck? We would have had such a good season. Yeah, we'll see. The, you're thinking about it all wrong because now Atlanta wants to lose. Oh. So like, how can we get worse? Let's get a kicker that can't make anything. There you go. And uh, the Patriots signed Nick Folk and released Mike Nugent. So if you're riding that Mike Nugent train... Time to hop off, I guess. And I, thought the the, I thought they were the exact same person, so this really changes nothing for me. I also like how uh, the signing of Nick Folk was... Nick Folk, of course, holds the record for longest field goal in the AAF. That's That was the, the best part of that news release. Ah, that was fantastic. AAF finally getting the credit it deserved. <laughs> right. Oh, the six-week stint that that we wish never ended. But hey, we've got the XFL this year, so uh, better dream. 
Bigger and better. Sure, just break out the steel chairs and uh, ladder in the middle of the field. And then somebody goes through a table in the end zone. Perfect. Everybody wins. Instead of a trophy, they're competing for a championship belt at the end. I would love to see that. That would be great. Oh, that'd be fun. And then they have to fight over who gets to hold it. Or it's like the Stanley Cup when they all get a day with it. Oh, man, that would be that would be fantastic. Let's write that in. We'll send that in at XFL on Twitter. We've got it. We'll we'll make a note of it. Meanwhile, uh, running backs, David Johnson questionable for tomorrow's game. We already talked about uh, Chase Edmonds being ruled out. That leaves Kenyon Drake and Zach Zenner as the only backs really available for the Cardinals. Uh, spoiler alert, don't care. They're playing the Niners. So that'll just be atrocious regardless. Uh, Speaking of the Niners, Raheem Mostert, quad injury, and Matt Breida also not practicing Tuesday, Wednesday. So it could be the Tevin Coleman show all on his own. My boy broke out in a big way this past weekend. So is this, you know, a glimpse into the future here? I mean, all those Matt Breida truthers, there's a lot of tears I was soaking up on Sunday. You're forgetting about Jeff Wilson. Yeah, so Jeff Matt- Wilson got a lot of run in the second half of that game, too. <laughs> Going to be Jeff Wilson, Wilson, Wilson put in some work after, you know, Tevin Coleman was tired. Needed to take a nap in the fourth quarter, and he still had a 40. That's the thing with Jeff Wilson, though, is you know that if he's if he it does manage to see the field, he's going to contribute. That's just the only thing is he can't always get on the field because they're so good in the backfield there. <laughs> There's so many other options. Well, I mean... Arguably, right, if Mostert and uh, Brita are both out, if you're desperate, Wilson a flex play? I wouldn't even say you're desperate for it. Like, it's the Cardinals. They're terrible on defense. And there it is. <laughs> so, so you're just saying that because of the matchup, you would just play him as a flex play regardless. Yeah, uh, who else is playing? You might just get the run anyway. <laughs> It's obviously still going to be it's not it's still going to be uh, Tevin Coleman's backfield, but no, Jeff Wilson's definitely in the flex range if the other right, two yeah, are he'll out. Get, the the backup running back will still get run there. So, oh yeah, very. Like, would you be would you be surprised to see him end up with ten carries and a touchdown? Probably not. I mean, because <laughs> if he takes a drive or two, uh, that would that would add up pretty quick. Actually, if it's a blowout, they want to rest Coleman at the end. Yeah. You Jeff Wilson. It's I Jeff Wilson. boys. It's very interesting. So I guess monitor those reports tomorrow, heading into that game. Although I'm sure you don't really have to like go out and blow a bunch of money to pick up Jeff Wilson off waivers. I'm pretty sure you could wait to the last second. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people are interested in the 190 yeah. pound goal line. I think you'll be all right. Uh, James Conner has an AC joint shoulder injury. Uh, he missed Wednesday practice. He's a game-time decision. Uh, Jalen Samuels is back. So, you know, given their upcoming schedule, are you interested in Samuels if Connor can't go? I'm going to say yes. He's pretty safe play. If Connor's out, he'll get enough run, and he should be fine. Absolutely, and on Jalen Samuels. And I saw that, uh, I don't even want to say his name, number 24 on the Steelers. Uh, I saw that he was nursing a knee injury on after the game too, so he might be out for a little while as well. Benny Snail. Uh, yes, very true. 
All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Meanwhile, uh, Brandon Cooks is in the concussion protocol. It could be an extended absence. Sean McVay said today that he is hopeful they'll get him back soon, but uh, we're still waiting to hear more on that. If Brandon Cooks misses any amount of time, uh, we talked about it in the preseason, Josh Reynolds is the automatic handcuff in that offense. He just steps into a role immediately and will get some kind of run. I don't think it'll be all Cooper Cup all the time, but he is the uh, legitimate one there going forward. Uh, A.J. Green is back on track to play for Week 10, uh, hoping to be with the Bengals long-term and open to a contract extension. Again, we, we've talked about it a lot. A.J. Green, given the opportunity, I mean, he could be a top 10 guy rest of the way with what their schedule shakes out to be. Uh, Jason, are you interested in A.J. Green as much as you hate the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely more talented than Boyd, and I actually think that him coming back will help Boyd. Unfortunately, again, they're still going to be more focused on the run, so Mixon's just going to go downhill, and then they'll have somebody out on Green. So maybe Boyd will take advantage this time and be another serviceable wide receiver 2-3. Yeah, that's Hopefully. always been Neil's theory, is that Boyd can't handle the number one coverage, so when Green gets back, Tyler Boyd becomes usable again. Uh, Deshaun Jackson back at practice could play on Sunday. Uh, if he's back, how interested are you in DJX, Jack? Oh, I mean, you have to be interested in the very least at Deshaun Jackson. He's definitely. Do I, do I have to be interested? You have to be interested at least. It's something to look at. He's definitely a D, like a DFS option. I don't know if you want to play him in your actual fantasy leagues, but it's, it's definitely okay, something interesting. There you go. And it, and it helps the Eagles offense as a whole too, right? Like having that dimension of speed just opens up everything else. So it's something interesting. It's not something I want on my fantasy roster, but I'm interested in it. Okay. It's something just, you know, to know as an anecdote, but I don't really want it in a fantasy perspective. Well, I mean, couple, Ertz couple gets better, right? Yeah, Ertz gets better. I'm just saying, like, if, if, if DJX is out there, you can play him if you're willing to take a 2 or a 50. Because there's no in-between. It's it's hit or miss with DJX. Always has been, always will be. Ultimate best ball player. Him and Tyreek Hill. Couple who is DFS just young Deshaun Jackson. That's all you need out of him, though. It's just a couple DFS lineups. He's probably cheap enough. If, you're, if you really think you, know, you can take advantage of the Bears secondary over the top. Which, well, I mean, they Wentz haven't had, proven otherwise so far, so. If Wentz has enough time, I mean, all he has to do is put up a prayer and maybe Jackson will find it and take it to the house. But, again, it's just one of those things. Got to hope. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, that just that. screams Jordan Howard revenge game to me, though. Oh, <laughs> God. They're just going to force <laughs> feed him the ball. Three touchdowns. Just, uh, Miles Sanders, uh, Sanders is banged up, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, there you gosh. go. That's what I'm saying. It's I, I'm making that shot call right now. Jordan Howard revenge game. They all scoffed when I said Isaiah Crowell revenge game last year, and that paid off. So I'm going back to the well here with Jordan Howard. Uh, Sterling Shepard is going to play on uh, Sunday for the Giants. Uh, D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark both limited for the Jags. We will update those for sure, though, on Friday. 
Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Rotoshurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoshurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. All right, gentlemen, let's, let's get into this game that you have been talking about for a, a little while now. So uh, we're going to kick it off. You, you've got, what, what is, Mr. Nerd, why don't you explain to the people at home what it is we'll be doing here? Okay, so we're going to give you two to three people that are at certain positions, and we will give you just the stats and compare them and see who would you prefer. Okay, uh, so let's start with quarterback. I don't know who had what, so quarterback. That would be me. I'm going to start with quarterback. And so quarterback A has played in three games. They've completed 57 of 78, so that's a 73.1 completion percentage. 649 yards, 8.3 yards per attempt, five touchdowns, two interceptions, 108.3 passer rating, 12 rushes, and eight yards on those rushes. And then quarterback B, we have three games, 69 of 91, 75.8 completion percent, 781 yards, 8.6 yards per attempt, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 105.6 passer rating, and zero rushes. Okay. And you're saying, who would I rather have? Yeah, and I think we can also guess, try and guess who it is, because that is, it'll make more fun. I'm going to go with B. Like quarterback B? Yeah. All right, and I Jason? I just like the rushing. Yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I like the rushing attempts, so I'm going to go with A. I'm thinking right. I'm going to go B because I think quarterback A is Derek Carr. Uh, no, Derek Carr hasn't played in more than three games, but you are very close because they're basically the same person. Quarterback A, Jason, for the rest of the season, you will be starting Ryan Tannehill. Yes, I knew close. it. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> while Steve, you will be starting Drew Brees. Woo! <coughs> Nailed it. Pocket passer. It just goes to show what Tannehill has done so far is impressive. He does have a higher passer rating than Breeze so far. 108.3 passer rating. Wow, Drew Breeze killed Jason. Just killed him. He's dead. Well, that's it. That's the show, everybody. Uh, wow. I only wow. slightly died. It's okay. <coughs> hate Tannehill anyway, that Anyway, finish your Tannehill thought. I'm sorry. I got Jason so excited. Jason died and interrupted you. Wow. So Ryan Tannehill, 108.3 passer rating on the season so far in his three games. Two interceptions. And Drew Brees, 105.6 pass rating, and he's thrown three interceptions. So right now, there's an argument that Ryan Tannehill over Drew Brees. Sure, you'd be wrong, but you could argue whatever you want. A good argument, but there is one to be made. All right, running back. All right, I'm giving you three guys. So the first one, 
has 77 carries for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Also had 41 targets, 30 receptions, and 315 yards for three touchdowns. And has 121.5 fantasy points. Your second option has had 86 carries, 373 yards, one touchdown, 39 targets, 33 receptions for 276 yards and another touchdown, and 110 fantasy points. Your last player has 74 carries, 373 yards, two touchdowns, 22 targets, 13 receptions, 161 yards, and a touchdown with 93.4 points. So I'm uh, going to go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. I'm going to go with running back one. They do have less rushing yards, but I like the, that target. Those 41 targets and those three receiving TDs are pretty appealing to me. Well, you rattled off so much information, I retained pretty much none of it. None of it. So I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, C, just shooting a dart in the air at nothing. <laughs> okay. How about this? Average fantasy points for each player A has. 17.4 points per game. Player B has 18.4 points per game. And player C has 18.7 points per game. All right, still going with C. <laughs> okay. A is David Johnson. And C is Saquon Barkley with a pretty, you know, they are all similar. They've missed two to three games apiece. And then Alvin Kamara is your was B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Johnson's played the most to this point, and he's also had the easiest schedule to this point, uh, whereas he has the hardest schedule rest of the way. And then Saquon has been just, you know, Saquon every chance he's gotten. Which is why he has the most fancy points per game, you know. Yeah. One, yep. one of those things he's just able to do. But I was just surprised at the number of receptions comparatively to the other players. I thought he would have more than... Johnson or Kamara, but it explains why uh, uh, the option B there, Kamara, had so many targets. I was like, well, that's got to be a pass catching back. So that makes sense. All right, uh, wide receiver. All right, so wide receiver one has played eight games, seventy nine targets. Uh, they've fifty one receptions, sixty four point six percent of their, or they've caught sixty four point six percent of their targets. 536 yards, one touchdown, 10.5 yards per reception. Uh, Number two has played in seven games, 55 targets, so dramatically less. 31 receptions, uh, that's 20 less. 56.4% reception rate, 508 yards, uh, six touchdowns, though, on this guy, and 16.4 yards per reception. Hmm. How many games for uh, B? He has played in seven. A has played in eight. Jason? I'm probably going to go with B. If. Um, I'm going with A. All right. So, Steve, you will be receiving Tyler Boyd, while Jason, you'll be receiving <laughs> Kenny Galladay. There we go. Nice. Man, I'm right I on like brand how here. even when it's a blind <laughs> test trial, he still avoids bangles like they're the plague. <laughs> even when he doesn't know it. That is amazing. Ah. 
Wow, it's uncanny. It's like he can <laughs> sense it. He's like a drug sniffing dog with bangles. It's unbelievable. Oh, he could just smell the chili on the spaghetti and just knows that's a bangle over there. Interesting. Here it comes. All it's, right. it's not what you want. It's not what you want. All right, Mr. Draven, tight end. All right. So, player A, 60 targets, 38 receptions, 419 yards, three touchdowns. Player B, 58 targets, 46 receptions, 496 yards, and three touchdowns. Player A has two more targets, so I'm going to follow the targets. Uh, I'm with you. Even though he's caught less. Yep. It's the targets. <clears throat> okay, well, you guys just happen to pick Evan Ingram over Darren Waller. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, and it's basically the same thing at this point. Well, one of them has uh, 16 more fantasy points on the season. Uh, yeah, but Ingram missed a game. You think he's going to get 16 in that one game? Well, I mean, on a points-per-game basis, it's going to end up being basically the same. They're pretty close. Uh Average is 14.1 for Ingram and 14.3 for Waller for fantasy points go. per game. So, he won't, like, overall, he won't make it up unless Waller gets hurt or he has a huge game. But in terms of points per game, rest of the way, basically the same guy. They're both basically, they're both basically wide receiver ones on their offenses anyways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jack, you're back up. All right, so for our second set, we're going to go with QB1. They've played seven games so far this season. They've uh, completed 135 of 216, 62.5 completion percent, 1,466 yards, 6.8 yards per attempt, 10 TDs, 7 interceptions, 84.4 passer rating, and they have 15 rush attempts and 16 yards. Uh, Quarterback 2 has played eight games, uh, 192 of 314, uh, 61.1 completion percentage, 2,367 yards. Ah, I got this mixed up. I got the rushing attempts mixed up. So, uh, well, way my, to go. Yeah, my bad. So, uh, all right. So same, same stats for the first quarterback minus the rushing, uh, quarterback two, 2,367 yards, uh, 7.8 yards per attempt. 11 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 86.8 passer rating. This quarterback has 15 attempts and 16 yards. The other quarterback has 23 attempts, 134 yards, and he has two TDs. Dramatically less passing yards, worse pass yards per attempt, worse efficiency, but he has the legs with QBA. I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably go with quarterback A. In the rushing floor. How many yeah. rushing touchdowns did the first guy have? Two rushing touchdowns. This is close. <laughs> um, see, the, the touchdown to interception ratio is basically the same for both. And it leads me to believe that the first guy because he runs more, has more yardage. Hmm. 
I'm thinking that might be Daniel Jones. I'm going to go with B. You would be right. It is Daniel Jones, and he <laughs> is Jared Goff. I'll take it. I will take it. Goff does have the bye now to get things right, so we'll see after that. Makes it even closer. Here we go. <laughs> All right, running backs. All right. Player A has 124 carries for 620 yards, four touchdowns. He's had 13 targets, 11 receptions, 102 yards, no touchdowns, and his average fantasy points is 15.3. Player B has 66 carries, 294 yards, one touchdown, 24 targets, 19 receptions, 274 yards, one touchdown, and 11 points per game. Usually chase the targets, but I'm not going to this time because that's almost double the, almost double the carries. So I'm going to go with player A. Uh, I also am going with A. I have a feeling that B is going to be something like Devin Singletary that I don't want. Kind of close. It's uh, Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. Okay. So, yeah. So the overwhelming uh, carries helps. Sanders was the second one. Or the first yeah. one? He's the second okay. one. He's the B. Okay. So, yeah. So, Jacobs was the first one. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, given the offense and what they do. I could see that. Yeah, I was just surprised at the number of yards for receptions. Jacobs just hasn't been used at all in the receiving game. It's just been disappointing. Because he can do it, too. Like We saw it at Alabama. He, can, he could play slot receiver if they wanted him to. Yeah, that's just not the offense they run. And, and the unfortunate thing for him is that the checkdowns all go to Waller. Which is great for you know Waller owners, but it, it doesn't help if you're a Jacobs owner. It's the problem. Yeah, nah, disappointing. But I mean, beggars can't be choosers. All right, so we're gonna go in with our next set here. So player A, we have a receiver, seven games, fifty-seven targets, thirty-four receptions, a fifty-nine point six percent receiving rate, four hundred and eighty-eight yards. Only one touchdown, and they're 14.4 yards per reception. Player two has also played in seven games. They have 65 targets, 46 receptions, a 70.8% receiving rate, 526 yards, three touchdowns, and 11.4 yards per reception. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a player B for me. Yeah, like the more targets. I like the higher reception percentage. Not about that uh, yards per reception, though? Yeah, I mean, it's lower, but I prefer it to be a little closer because it's more likely that they're going to catch it, as you can see by the numbers. How about you, Steve? Um, I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with A, and the reason I'm going to go with A is because the number that stuck out to me was 488 yards. And unless there is somebody else in the league that I'm not aware of, I believe that's OBJ. That is OBJ. And instead, Jason, you end up with Allen Robinson. Who, honestly, at this point, which would you rather have now that you know the names? I, I'm still going with Allen Robinson. <laughs> I, I, I would still go I, OBJ. I would, I would still go OBJ. The talent is there. The schedule for them is there. 
I still have to believe that at some point it can turn around for Baker. I can't believe that he can be this atrocious all season long. I could be wrong on that. But the talent, like OBJ historically starts seasons slow. And he's still adjusting to the offense. So I feel like this may be something where you bet a lot on OBJ. You're probably eliminated from the playoffs. And then he goes off through the fantasy playoffs when it doesn't matter or help you at all. But if I can get in on that low, make a low ball trade for OBJ, I would absolutely do it. Color me crazy. Like Allen Robinson quite a bit. I think he's establishing himself as a dominant X in the league again. I think him and Kenny Galladay are starting to become those two guys at uh, the big X position that are outside of the elite guys, obviously. But oh really yeah, Allen Robinson, himself. great talent. Absolutely love it. Hate the quarterback. That's the problem. It's the defensive issue. Are you from it's, Chicago, it's, though? Yeah, I am. That, that's exactly why I hate it because I've seen so much of it. I cannot stand Mitch Trubisky. Can't do it. I just I I have to be done with it at this point. Do it, won't do it. Yeah, won't do it. Win with him. All right. Oh, uh, tight end. <clears throat> All right. Player A has twenty-seven targets, twenty-three receptions, two hundred forty-four yards, five touchdowns, and sixty-seven point seven fantasy points. Player B has 44 targets, 26 receptions, 297 yards, two touchdowns, with 77.4 total fantasy points. Based on the targets, uh, going to go with player B, and I really like that there are uh, more yards on those more targets, and I don't really care about the touchdowns with tight end. That's so fluky. So I'm going to go with player B. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with you as well. Well, congratulations. You guys are playing Darren Fells. Yeah, Jordan Aiken's the other one? No, Gerald Everett is the other one. Oh, yeah, I would definitely rather have Fells. <laughs> oh, that's not even close. All right, good. I'm glad. This, this, this week, I would actually rather play Darren Fells by quite a bit. Oh, yeah. and that was Well, I would hope so, because Everett's on the bye. So. It's a joke, Steve. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. Uh, Fells, look... Fells in that offense, they've been utilizing him a lot more over the last few weeks. They, I, I've said for so long, the biggest thing missing is the check down in the Texans' offense. And if they could get a tight end involved or a running back involved, they would be such a fantasy monster. And they've been targeting Darren Fells like crazy lately. So I, I absolutely love that. That was in the waiver column this week. All right, we got so time for one more round, so let's go. All right, so one more round for quarterbacks. We've got quarterback A has played in seven games, uh, 161 of 250 attempts, 64.4 completion percent, 2,900 or 2,093 yards, 8.4 yards per attempt, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, 105.3 passer rating, 17 rushing attempts, and 60 yards on those attempts. No scores though. And quarterback B. Seven games, 157 of 241. Uh, they have a 65.1 completion percent, so a little bit higher. 2,180 or 2,180 yards, so a little bit higher there too. 9.0 yards per attempt. 15 touchdowns, so one less touchdown. 
one interception, so that's three less interceptions, 113.1 passer rating, and for rushing, they have 17 attempts and 81 yards. <clears throat> I feel like it's a trap, but I'm I'm going to go with B. <laughs> I, I like the higher yards per attempt. I'm okay having a little less touchdowns, but he's more accurate and a better passer. Uh, you have any thoughts? The higher the higher touchdown <laughs> to interception ratio. Seven gonna go with A. Eighty one. First. Thinking. It's right around they're similar numbers. What's throwing me <clears throat> off is the one interception. Fifteen touchdowns and one interception. It, it feels like you're baiting me into Mahomes. So I'm going to go with A. going to go with A. All right, so okay. you were right. I was baiting you into Mahomes. Mahomes Aha! is quarterback B. And quarterback A is Matthew Stafford. So Stafford and Mahomes, very comparable numbers this season. Yeah, they've been throwing it a ton in Detroit. <clears throat> and like I said, man, Stafford's been climbing up the board. He's one of those players that just keeps coming at you. Yeah, I gotta can throw totally it. see that. Yeah. <clears throat> Makes sense. What point does the Matthew Stafford MVP conversation start? Uh, well, Russell I mean, Wilson unless the Rock season ends shirts. now, <laughs> he's unless the season ends now, he's gonna effectively poo the bet on that pretty quickly. That's that's just his MO. It's what he does. So those those interception numbers will, will start growing. But to this point, been great. I just I've seen too much of Matt Stafford play to believe that that'll sustain. So Lions are very much not looking like they're playoff contenders right now. They've, right. Even they've put up a fight, but the record just doesn't look like it's going to be there. All right, nerd, what do you got? All right, player A, sixty-nine carries, three hundred sixty-two yards, two touchdowns, had twenty-one targets, nineteen receptions, one hundred twenty-nine yards, and a touchdown, and eighty-two point one total fantasy points. Player B has 101 carries, 320 yards, zero touchdowns, 25 targets, 19 receptions, 110 yards, and three touchdowns for 80 points. I like the volume of player B. They're definitely not as efficient, but I still like the volume because volume is king in the NFL. So I think I'm going to regret this because the efficiency is much better much much worse but i think i'm still gonna go with player b and hope it's just a guy that's gonna break out later in the season again you you rattle off these numbers like i don't know who joe mixon is (laughs) i I don't understand what you don't get about being a joe mixon truther so i'm going with b joe mixon (laughs) you're correct it is joe mixon you know who player A is? Uh, let's see. The the smaller carries, but he's got more yards, so more effective. Um, let's see. Is it? It's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody rate. in that twenty-ish area. <clears throat> Maybe okay, so like Marlon Mack-ish. No, Mixon is thirty-one in the current rankings, and Lashawn McCoy. Is 
I'll take Mixon. At least I know he's getting the carries. Don't know when Damian Williams is going to randomly pop up, right. ruin my day, or fumble. You know that just ruins it all. All right, uh, wide receiver. All right, so for wide receiver, we've got player A who has played in eight games. They have 43 targets, 23 receptions, so that's a 53.5 reception percentage, uh, 402 yards, four touchdowns, and 17.5 yards per reception. And player B, one less game. They've played seven games, a couple less targets. They're at 40 targets, 27 receptions, 67.5% reception rate, so he's doing quite a bit better there, 391 yards, Six touchdowns and fourteen point five yards per reception. Um, let's see. Yardage is relatively the same. Reception rate is is what's interesting to me because even though they're not in seven games, he only has three one less game and he's only got three less targets. So on a per game basis. I think B is going to be the guy I'm going to go with. See, he's more efficient with what he's got. Even though the touchdowns will probably regress, I'm going B. And Jason? Trick me here. Yeah. I just, I like the more yards, but the reception rate means he probably has a worse quarterback. So I'm hoping it's somebody that has a quarterback that's out right now or has had one that's been in and out. So maybe I'm going to go with player A. Uh, so you are wrong. It is not a uh, receiver with a quarterback out, but you are right. It is. They actually do have a much better quarterback than quarterback B because quarterback A or quarterback A is Russell Wilson throwing to DK Metcalf. And number uh, letter B is Adam Thielen and he's got Kirk Cousins throwing to him. So I would take Wilson over Cousins. Who would you take, Thielen or Metcalf? Uh, Thielen. I feel like that's a pretty easy one there. Yeah. I, that's very interesting, though. I do like those numbers for DK Metcalf. It really surprised me. Well, and that's part of the reason I picked it is because I've the thing that is most shocking is that he's leading the way in red zone targets. I want to say he has like 14 or 15 red zone targets, and that just is crazy to me. And 17.5. Why is that crazy? He's huge. Too. He's like the size of a tight end, but with speed. He's everything you wish Will Disley would be. Going out for Will Disley. Press F. Just so wrong. All right, but uh, let's see. We got tight end. One more last round. All right. Player A has 28 targets, 22 receptions, 304 yards, two touchdowns, and 64.4 fantasy points. Player B has 26 targets, 23 receptions, 262 yards, and four touchdowns, 73.9 fantasy points. gonna go with player a because we do like that they have more targets they're more they have one less reception on those targets but they are much more efficient with the yardage and uh two touchdowns versus four touchdowns so again touchdowns are crapshoot at tight end so i'm gonna go with player a what you what are those points per game 
Total points? Oh, you okay. So player A has 16.1 and player B has 12.3. All right, yeah, I'm going A. Good, you guys picked Hunter Henry. Woo! There you go. And I felt like be- with because that, you brought it up, numbers... I had to put it down. So player B is actually Will Disley. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> I have to go with the sick twist there. My bad. But, uh, yeah, the, the way, see, you liked to throw in the, uh, the total points and try to throw me off with the per game because that, the, the much higher number for, for Henry kind of was the giveaway there. More points per game in less games. Well, yeah, he's also missed four games compared to Desley's right. now two. So he's already catching right. up. And <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but, uh, good work, gentlemen. Good work. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I had a fun time. It. Appreciated the effort you put in there. Uh, thank you both for joining me. You can find Jack uh, at Javanaugh87 pretty much everywhere, including Facebook, right? We, we established <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, as of last week, you can now find me on Facebook at Javanaugh87. Don't actually Perfect. look me up. but uh, Way to go, America. We did it. Uh, and uh, Jason, are, do you even have an online presence? I'm not sure. I wasn't aware. No, I don't think I'm anywhere. I just, if, I guess you could look for that FF nerd places, but I'm not sure if I'll pop up. All right. Just Google it. See what happens. Uh, it's definitely not malware. So uh, thank you, gentlemen, for both joining me. And uh, I will talk to you on Friday, I believe. Is Coming back on. hot. Pro- maybe. I mean, I, I, there are rumors. There's whispers that it could be the return of one Neil Smith. On Friday. Oh, no. So, dun, dun, dun. mothers like up your daughters. Neil's on the loose. But uh, until then, everybody, just keep up the nonsense. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.